this is a warning, this podcast is not suitable to be listened to around kids and probably not even out loud at the office. We cuss a lot, we drink during the recording, and we touch on some very adult subjects. We recommend listening when the kids aren't around or when you have headphones. Thanks guys, bye. Have you ever wandered into a graveyard with your friends at dusk? Have you ever taken a hike in the corn and it just went a little bit too far? Do you remember that house down the street that people were going into but never coming out? Two born and raised Midwestern Scorpios take you on a journey of actual true crime cases that tantalize your taste buds but still leave you wanting more. Murder, deception, manipulation. We have questions that need answers. What goes on inside a serial killer's mind? How did they get sucked into that cult? Join us every Tuesday to get your serving of spooky, scary, true crime. Always remember the code of the Midwest. Don't talk to strangers. Don't go anywhere alone. And lock your damn doors. And as always, we'll see you next Tuesday. This is Jen, and this is the Let's Chat Paranormal Podcast. I'm here with my brother, Eric, and my boyfriend, Jesse. Say hi, guys. What's going on? How's it going? All right. And we're here for episode, I think it's 63, because yeah, our 63. last one was Sarah the Doll. Yeah. Uh, let us know how y'all, what y'all thought. Uh, give us some feedback, and make sure that you guys go visit their store if you're here in San Antonio. Don't forget that stickers and stars. Oh yeah, yeah, they have such cool stuff. Yeah. So very... I touched the doll. A lot of cool stuff, and then, well, I mean, no charges were <laughs> were pressed. <laughs> Anyways, um, just real quick where you can find us. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever other podcasts are heard. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Both of those are Let's Chat Paranormal. And if you'd like to be on our podcast, you can email your story to be read to letschatparanormal at gmail.com. And I am also set up at the Alamo Marketplace that is in San Antonio. We do have a booth. It's under Jenny's Art and Oddities. If you'd like to go share a story in person, we can record and we could share on the podcast for you. Um, but yeah, so it was uh, it was consensual. Uh, you got permission to touch the doll. Just <laughs> yes, he was then. he was given permission to touch the doll. I was shocked, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, I was just like, oh my god. I was going to kill you. <laughs> she so. already does every day a little bit of my soul. Oh, Lord. Just Here we go. <laughs> every, every day. Just a little bit of my soul. Well, is I mean. Just... <laughs> yeah. I hear you on that. Uh-huh. Yeah, whatever. Okay. All the guys out there are just like. <sighs> you, Anyways. Um, okay, guys. So any creepy updates? Um, I do have one, by the way. Oh, oh nice. Okay. Um, nice. Not. Really, I don't. I I want to say it, it's been kind of quiet on the home front for me. Yeah, I mean, um, for me too. It's oh, just lucky y'all. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, well, it scared is the, me. Is the bag of potatoes calling to you? <laughs> <laughs> I explained the bag of potatoes to Jesse. Um, but okay, so here's my creepy update. Okay. So on Monday, me and Sal, we were going. We we left or we were leaving. We're loading up in the car. It's still dark outside. And, you know, it's super fucking cold and we're trying, or was it cold that day? I don't know. Anyways, we're trying to, we're trying to leave. <laughs> um, and so I get Sal in the car, buckle him in. I'm like, all right, dude, we're, we're going to start our day. It's going to be a good week, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, mama, who's that? Oy. And he's pointing no. in the darkness in the hallway. And I was like, who, baby? Him. Look, what? Who, who? I don't see nobody, baby. Him, the man. And I'm like. Ooh, I was like, no. there's nobody there. And I'm over here locking all the doors. I'm like, all right, if he's there, like, I, I don't see him. And so I'm just like, let's put the Encanto soundtrack on to make things happy again. <laughs> but yeah, that was our, that was my creepy update. Oh, nice. Well, you know what? I guess now that you mentioned it, I you talking about that, I was like, oh, okay, I, I, 
I can flashback now a little bit uh, to, I think it was Wednesday. So Wednesday, y'all left, regular routine in the morning. I'm getting ready for work, and um, I, I, Wednesday was the day you actually left the key, right? I don't know. So my truck key, she kept it for the first two days. I didn't keep it. He forgot it in my purse. But anyways. <laughs> well, anyways, so the, the key was with her. And uh, on that third day, I was like not even thinking about it. Okay. So I grabbed my stuff, my pack, everything. I'm headed out the door. And as I'm about to lock the door, I shit you not, I hear, don't forget the key. <laughs> and I don't. At that point, I stopped and I was like, was that an internal thought or was that a voice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, but my internal thoughts, I usually, like, when you have an internal thought, you usually know it's an internal thought. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if that happens to anybody where you like, something will pop up like, oh shit, like this, this, and this. And you'll know it is an internal thought. Okay. Okay. I, I understand what you're But saying. I was in the point where I was like, did I just do that or... <laughs> I was like, I was like, and then of course we've got that giant ass painting that has freaked me out in the morning when I like mm-hmm. have the door open and then I'll close it a little bit. And I'm like, oh shit, you're behind the door. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, I, I guess that that would be the kind of not creepy, but just weird. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish somebody would talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Thank you for rem- reminding me to take my keys. Uh-huh. I wish somebody would give me encouraging <laughs> statements. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> if you want to send Derek encouraging statements, send them to let's chat paranormal at gmail.com. <laughs> well, I, I mean, okay. So I guess I should specify like, I want somebody pretend to be like my wife and give me oh, encouraging <laughs> statements. Anyways. I just want to say that you reaching over to get your beer and I thought you were going to hug her was like a highlight for me. And I was all like, oh my God, look, they're going to hug. And he just reached so over, got the beer. Our and family like, doesn't hug. <laughs> Um, okay okay so priorities are (laughs) yeah of course so we hug our alcohol before our family members (laughs) all right so uh i think that wraps up our creepy updates so we can get into our stories and this week's theme was um i guess stories of how frontline workers yeah frontline workers like any i guess like Hospital workers or uh, just like armed I I wouldn't say frontline. Just what? how did we state it last time? Oh, first responders or. uh, You know, just people, people that. uh, Service people, I guess is what I would say. (laughs) Professional. Yeah. (laughs) This is is what you're getting. We're very, uh, very confused by the term right now. Um, only two out of the three have been drinking, so yeah, I'm the sober one this week. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> was not we yesterday. All... <laughs> no, I got a real, real fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> that was my my whole. On... That was your contribution to yeah. I was society. passed out by ten. <laughs> I was like, she's gonna be dancing to these eighty music. No, I was things. yelling at my son. But anyway, no, I saw you dancing because at one point I was like, hey. Do you want another margarita? And I was like in the line. So I'm looking out the window and I turn around and she's on. <laughs> and I was like, oh, sorry for anybody not being able to see. She's just swaying back and forth to like an 80s cover. And I was like, there we go. That's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. The juice is loose. Yeah. I was like, I'm not even going to ask her. I'm going to buy it right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> Got to keep that momentum going. <laughs> Got to get her passed out by 10. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm sorry I, okay. oh you know i was thinking of a, a a new slogan for or man i don't want to say it because maybe somebody's already come up with it what? but when we do our potlucks and when you stated the byob why don't you do byog bring your own ghosts <gasps> that would be so cute okay i'm about it <laughs> i don't think i've ever heard that before bring your own ghosts boo but anyways <laughs> um uh, yeah it right. was an epiphany i do come up with creative things sometimes Woo! We all, yeah. I don't want to say we. we I don't know who came up with the juices loose, but (laughs) Jesse came up with the juice. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I'm sorry. Okay, now let's get ready uh, to hear some good stories. All right, sit back and relax, guys. 
All right. So we decided that I'm going to go first. And I did an encounter that some police officers had at a mortuary. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to reserve my opinion for the end of this. Uh, I'm not saying that it's not good because it's it's phenomenal, but that's just the thing. It's so good that it it sounds like it was written to, to be told, you know? So let's go ahead and get into this one, okay? So on June 19, 2009, at 8.45 p.m., four officers were dispatched to an active alarm that was both motion and heat activated an alarm of a funeral home in the 900 block of South 14th Street. Upon arrival, the officers made a complete check of the exterior areas, doors, windows, storage sheds, and garage, and found all to be clear. The strange part was that I was the first of four on the scene, and we checked the front door together, and my search partner, who was a 20-year-old rookie, was assigned to check the front windows for security and was inside of the front door at all times. The front door was checked by all officers after arriving, and after the perimeter was secured, the front door was now opened and slightly ajar, and we can hear the audible alarm sounding from the inside. Concerned, I asked the rookie if he saw anyone enter or exit, and he said he did not. The door was unlocked, which it wasn't earlier. I had my reservations to what might have caused the incident, but I was just thinking happy thoughts and of my job. So the imagination doesn't flood the brain with strange things. God is with me, I prayed. The rookie and I started checking the front areas while the other two officers walked down the hall to check the rest of the building. I had an unsettling feeling, a sensation that someone was watching the rookie, but I didn't say anything. The rookie finally told me that he had a funny feeling, but I told him to try and ignore it for the time being. The rookie stayed real close to me now, and our guns are all are always drawn on interior building checks and all officers had fresh batteries for our lasers slash flashlights that are mounted on our guns the rookie and i finished our checks of the front as well as the morning and display areas i radioed to the others if they had checked the basement yet but there was no response other than radio static the rookie looked at me with a with a strange look on his face i told him to man up and we had a job to do <laughs> The rookie looked towards the stairs leading to the basement and just slowly shook his head side to side. Sorry, that's all me. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> we did it good enough. We, yeah. We're gone. We're good. We're good. <laughs> I am manning up. I'm in the fuck out. <laughs> uh, so never forcing or having anyone do something I wouldn't do myself and knowing that the rookie was starting to get scared, I instructed the rookie to follow as we were going to check the, and clear the basement. If anyone is familiar with this building, the basement hallway has light switches at the top and at the bottom, which each control the lights in the stairwell. At the bottom of the stairwell, there was another panel of switches that controlled the lights in the basement. Guns drawn, I started down the stairs. At the bottom, I turned on the basement lights and announced our presence. To the right, I saw the restrooms, which I cleared, and to the left was an open door leading to another room, which also had light, lighting controls of its own. The rookie and I entered the room, and upon doing so, I had a chilling sense of uneasiness. I heard my rookie say, let's go back, Max. Looking at the rookie, I told him, there's no fear. Fear is the mind killer. Just think happy thoughts, Rook, and let's get this one done and get out of here. Stay close. I turned on the lights upon entering the large 15 by 25 foot empty room that had linoleum floors. I looked and saw that there was a small elevator on the other side of the room next to a pair of double doors. I could clearly see the sign, cooler, posted on the doors. To the left, about halfway down, was another stairwell leading up. The stairwell light was on as well. The rookie and I slowly started making our way towards the other side of the room, heading towards the cooler. All of the hair on my body started tingling and was standing straight up. That chilling sensation was now from the knees down, and I felt as if I was standing on cold water that was wading up and down. The rookie was standing right next to me now, and he says, Max, this isn't good. My feet are getting cold. I responded, you feel that too? Now whispering to the rookie, I feel as though the room is full of people and they're looking at us and the sensation feels like it's getting closer. I took no more than two steps forward and the basement's lights suddenly go out. 
Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, although our gun lights were super bright LEDs that could light up an entire room, all that we could see with our lights was 10 feet in front of us. And even then, our lights were slowly dimming and dying as if something was sucking up any available light and energy emitting from our lights. I could see the light in the stairwell, but I noticed that the light was not reflecting on or shining into the basement at all and looked as though as something was preventing the light from entering the room. <laughs> I kept seeing blurry shadows moving around the stairwell lights, which appeared like a haze or a halo around the door. I holstered my gun and pulled up my 500 lumen flashlight from my belt. The rookie asked, Max, why are you holstering your gun? I responded, whatever it is that's here now is already dead, and our guns won't kill it, because we can't see what it is. Other than knowing that our flashlights are dimming fast, we need to get the hell out of here. The rookie tells me that he sees a lot of haze around the door and asks why the light is not reflecting off the floor. I tell the rookie to grab onto my belt and to shine his light to the right while I lead us to the door of the stairwell. Our flashlights turn hot and suddenly each of them pop. Ooh. Our LEDs exploded. Needless to say, I ran up the stairs and the rookie was right behind me but I felt like we were running for an eternity as I hear him yell out, where's the top, Max? Where's the top? I tell him not to look back, and just then, I saw the wall on the other side of the door at the top of the stairwell, and with both of us running straight into the wall right in front of the other officers who were sitting in the ground looking exhausted. Lance, a good officer and a friend, says, Max, we radioed you guys not to check the basement and to meet us here first when there was no response we went into the basement and just got up here two minutes ago. Oh, we had to run back up the stairs, which felt like we were running on a treadmill. We did see y'all down the stairs about 15 minutes ago, and we were coming down to assist after y'all. There was no response on the radio, and after multiple attempts, we went to investigate. What actually happened to us down there, Max? I heard faint moaning and groaning and saw a lot of strange raggedy people walking around y'all. And why uh, the hell did the light from the stairwell not reflect or shine into the basement? Just then we hear a voice getting closer and closer, and a figure appears as if just materializing out of nowhere. Good evening, officers. I didn't mean to startle you guys, but I'm the key holder for the funeral home. Is everything okay? All four of you look tired as if, uh, is everything okay? Hopefully you didn't exhaust yourselves too much, all from checking the place. If the officers would like to join me, I would like to check the basement myself, but would feel better if I had some company. All four of us stood up and turned towards the basement stairwell prior to the heading back down. I had actually uh, radioed in to dispatch, letting them know that the key holder had just arrived on scene. It was There was a long pause on the radio, which was strange because the dispatch center normally doesn't take longer than 10 seconds to respond. The dispatch responds, 626, we just contacted the key holder and she's pulling into the parking lot right now. Oh. 626, could you verify that the two key holders uh, are there? Just then upon hearing the key holder enter the room and hearing that she was female, the officers towards, uh, turned towards the guy that made contact with us just a few seconds earlier. What we all saw was a smoky mist slowly dissipating down the hallway. The front doors uh, then slowly opened and a female voice announced herself and asked if she could come inside. After verifying all the information with her, we, we called dispatch and uh, I noticed a photo hanging on the wall at the entrance. I asked the real key holder who the man in the photo was. The key holder informed us that the man is the original owner of the funeral home and he had died quite some time ago. The key holder also responded, I never like going down into the basement alone. It always gives me the chills. I always feel like someone is watching me. After taking the report and the key holder resetting the alarms, which according to the control panel were motion and heat triggered, myself and the other three officers stood outside to share our encounters, which were almost identical. We suddenly hear a knocking coming from the main front window of the funeral home. As we look to turn, we see the same man, the original owner, standing in the window with his hand up as if waving. Standing behind him were faint figures that looked like several people. I quickly turned and walked away without saying anything. The rookie asked if I was going to call this in. 
my response was fuck this i'm going to a church and parking right in front of it and praying we all drove to a church on the north side of town and there we shared our experiences with the rest of the group our biggest question though was what if they had actually gone down with the man and they never could answer it and that was the end of that encounter wow that's scary as fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole nother level. But it, it, do you get how it it sounds really too good? Like it sounds written out to maybe tell. They, maybe they like were like taking a creative writing course or something. <laughs> They're all like, here we go. Let me tell you my spooky experience. Uh, or maybe it, sound it just well. happened that fucking way. Yeah, very true. And and that's why I said I'm not going to discredit it. But it is really well written to where it, it sounds like it's being told like a story. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like a, a guy telling you like, oh, dude, man, fuck this. This thing fucking happened. This thing fucking happened, you know? Yeah. Well, I so mean, I want to say that like if something were to happen to you, you're very well articulated. So if you were to okay. put it down and you had time to actually refine it. Yeah. Yeah. I would say you would put it into some yeah. pretty amazing work. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. yeah. But of okay. course, in the beginning, it would be fucking probably incoherent, fucking babbling. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Eventually, you would make it right. Interesting. Yeah, that, that's very cool. For some reason, I thought they were going to go to a Denny's and be like, I'm just going to drink a lot of fucking coffee. Yeah, because you know what I mean? Like, uh, I've had stuff happen to me. And like, when I first remember it, yeah, I, I fucking sounded like a moron. But like, as I get older, like when I say it, it sounds a little bit cooler. I'm not going to yeah, lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true. Very true. So you're just going to stuff yourself with syrup, coffee, and pancakes, huh? Mm-hmm. Just <laughs> yeah, like eat the pain away. <laughs> it's, it's funny because in one of the, which I'm not going to cover, in one of the first responder stories, it's from a detective and he says, just like, and I guess it's a common thing, just like most on-duty officers that see stuff like this, yeah, we yeah. do what any normal person does and go and get some alcohol to try to <laughs> and i was like when i was reading i was like oh yeah i was like to to get the spooky out of you <laughs> and uh, i don't know if it was coined by them but i i found it so charming that it it read to get rid of the spirits i have to put some spirits in me <laughs> oh and i, I was like, like oh wow i, I like, like it. i like that yeah god damn it man these creative people taking our <laughs> It was it was good, but then she the officer ruined it by saying she was drinking Merlot. I was like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I hope you liked it. I I really enjoyed it. Like I read because there are actually like fucking thousands. I couldn't even tell you what website I had actually. There's a lot. Got, yeah, I mean, there's you know, just I think that's, hundreds. That was thousands. my issue was because I was looking specifically like for hospital workers and for uh-huh. like um. Uh, oh gosh nursing home workers because like those are the people that i've spoke to like in person that they're like oh yeah like uh when they're when a patient is like closer to you know transitioning to the next phase you know yeah. dying yeah, yeah that they'll that they see or start saying some weird stuff yeah, yeah. yeah and and so like i was hoping i would find something like that but it's always just like little two or three sentence ones so because oh, yeah. because yeah. it is like i i worked at a nursing home for a good while and they would tell me these things and yeah. until yeah. i i specifically saw it myself mm-hmm. happening i was like wow i was like this this isn't even enough to do like a short story this is just shit that just happens like (laughs) people are passing away and all of a sudden you see this like shadow just go from like the outside wall to like the patient's room and then boom the patient's gone yeah Mm -hmm. oh shit yeah all right well um also before jesse starts on his next or i'm next i thought you were no i don't you're going at that oh you're not going at all i have nothing oh okay um (laughs) i I actually have a little one if you'd like to read it oh okay it'll be a blind she likes the little ones yeah (laughs) (sighs) she likes those guys with those artist hands yeah oh my god anyways i was gonna say um it we've, Uh, we've touched on this uh before she likes about the, the artists. Oh, oh, wait. We're, are we t- no, we're not talking about the same thing right now. You've touched it before. <laughs> the old San Antonio jail. Oh, okay. Um, 
but like it i think it's just common knowledge at this point that there was some spooky stuff happening there so again if any of our listeners uh have any stories or uh if you guys yeah, have family yeah. members I'm, I'm, or i'm shocked you didn't hit us with the when she said the old san antonio jail are you talking about my wife i <laughs> thought you <laughs> yeah that i was for sure thought you were gonna throw gonna little rodney another... <laughs> dangerfield vibes on there anyways all right um, okay yeah so... send them in all right, so now I am going to read a, a shorter story that Eric is providing to me. Because... A little one, if we may add. And then just left-click to scroll down because okay. my eyes are getting worse. And as you can see, it's in... Uh, I... <laughs> oh, okay. I already Done. set it up for you. <laughs> All right, there you go. Okay. All right. It can't read the sweaty finger. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> the so trackpad. So this is all going to be a uh, first time reading this. So sorry if I yeah. mess up. And don't read that title. That That's okay. just why. Okay. Okay. So. Okay. Let me, give, give me spooky, Jen. Give me spooky. So Zach Bacon's? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Just yell at the computer. No. Okay. All right. All right. So one of our regular callers was a lady in her 80s. When she wouldn't take her medicine, she would hallucinate and see children in her house, and she would call us to report the children were moving her belongings around, making noise, etc. I've been to her house several times for these calls, but on one occasion, I was talking to her in the dining room of her home, and she was getting aggravated because she could see the children, but I couldn't. She looked at me with a concerned voice and loudly said, you can't see him? He's been staring at you for 10 minutes now and grinning. Ooh. While saying this, she was pointing to a spot about five feet from me. I know it was only a hallucination, but the way she spoke about it with such a concern was extremely creepy. Yes. Myself? <laughs> oh, good. So, I don't know. Uh, read a little bit of the next. Well, don't read it. Like, read it in your mind, because I think that might be a second story as well. I think I grabbed three just in case. Yeah, this this one does. Yeah, okay. Myself and a buddy on my squad responded to an alarm. The incident location was an old office type location that had been converted to doctor's offices. Oh yeah, this one's good. <laughs> there was also a pharmacy that was attached to it. Our dispatch received a motion signal from an upstairs office. The key holder arrives on scene, goes in to secure the building. The stairs are locked behind a door that the key holder didn't have keys to, so we took the elevators up to the second floor. Not the most tactically sound option. The elevator opens up to a pitch black hallway, except for one of our over one, for one overhead light at the end of the hall. We start checking doors and so far and so far all are secure. We get to the last office and sure enough the door is unlocked. We make entry and observe that it's an unused office the doors open to a sizable waiting room in the reception area. There were about 10 or 12 exam rooms, all cleared with no problems. We exited the office, and immediately something feels off. That's when I realized the overhead light at the end of our hallway that had been on is now off, replaced by another light over by the elevators. I look at my squad mate, and he looks completely white. I asked him, what's wrong? Weren't all those doors we just checked closed and locked? I tell him, yeah. They were. They were. So my buddy says, now they're all standing open. Sure enough, all the offices we just checked are open. Pucker factor sinks in at this point. That's your butthole if you didn't know. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think doing the zag. Yeah. I think doing the zag voice uh, implied it pretty well. <laughs> all right. Okay. I went too down, too far down. Okay. <laughs> Not something you don't want to hear? Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> so we start clearing and securing the offices. We finish the last office, and on our way out, just before we're about to turn the corner to get into the waiting area, the door just slams shut. Then our radio starts going nuts with some kind of static feed. Feedback now. I just wanted to get the hell out of there. We get back to the elevator and head down to the first floor to make contact with the key holder again. However, the key holder is nowhere to be found. I contact dispatch to get a callback number for the key holder so I can advise him of what we found. Dispatch states that the key holder is still en route to us and should reach us in about five minutes. 
I advise dispatch that we already been with the key holder. Dispatch requests I give them a call. I call dispatch and she tells me there's no way we're out here with the key holder. She states that the alarm company and only made one contact with one key holder. The real key holder arrived on scene and I asked her about the man that led us into the building. She states that it sounds like one of the doctors that used to lease the office on the second floor at the end of the hall. She also states that she committed suicide at or that he committed suicide at home several days ago. Ooh, wow. Nice. That's creepy as fuck. All right. Well, that is it for the the shorter stories. <laughs> yeah, for your blind reading? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. All right, I guess it's uh, my turn to saddle up. Um, <laughs> I had a bunch of options that I wanted to go with, but uh, I think this one just is so fucking in there that, like, it's between the realm of belief and disbelief. Yeah, that, like, yeah. it, it, it kind of hits. So I will start off with the title of The Giant of Kandahar. <laughs> and yeah so uh, <laughs> it's got a very biblical cryptid type of feeling for it and um to anybody that doesn't know what kandahar is or was i don't know how the state of iraq is but it it is an area in there we're talking about iraq right war right. zone beautiful place amazing scenery uh, uh just if it wasn't riddled with war, it would be an amazing place to visit. And it has right. a very deep-rooted system of caves Okay, okay. that just are enigmatic of themselves. Never been uh, kind of cataloged. So it's it's the Wild West, essentially, you right, know, for right. the U.S., I guess I would say. So would these cave systems be like compared to uh, the catacombs of like Paris? Uh, probably way more because really? it's a whole fucking mountain. Like it's a whole like region of caves. Yes. And, stuff. Okay. and like you can go from one area to like hundred miles away to the, to the other one. Oh, shit. That's how tricky these places are. And that's nice. why it was so rough for the U S troops yeah. to kind of fight in these areas. So yeah. going back, you guessed it. I am doing the military. So, um, let us start off with, I guess, the essential beginning, how everything got started. So, uh, Kandahar, of course, we're talking about Iraq in the 2000s. Everybody knows what was going on in the Iraq war. Oh, I thought you were talking about like when I graduated, like <laughs> Limp Biscuit. No, and... I mean that, Woo! but I'm talking about like when we were all kind of like, should we really enlist? <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, funny story, funny story. Yeah, because we were all like, "We'll enlist," and yeah. then the Iraq War happened. We're like, "No, ah. yeah." Funny story. My old man and me were on the way to the recruiter, and I told that my I told dad, "Nope, I can't do it. I cannot do it." Just remembering some of his stories, I was like, "No, I can't do it. Dude. I can't." <laughs> yeah. And we turned back around on military. Uh, we were on the way to the old recruiting office that that was near the heb over there and i was like nope i can't do it man i can't, can't. yeah well funny story <laughs> you should say it. yeah um, um my ex-wife stopped me because i was uh going out with uh, defects and i was like this will be great for everyone blah blah you know the whole <laughs> spiel that the recruiter gives you and then the whole thing was happening and she was like on cnn watching the fucking yeah, and she's like yeah. i'll be fucking damned if you go over there you know? <laughs> yeah and i was like okay no yeah yeah I, and and i i gotta i gotta say you know like it, it takes a whole different type of person to be able to sign that check with your own life to go and you know enlist so uh hats off to y'all who all are enlisted yeah, uh, for sure everybody out there <laughs> yeah and stay much safe. respect so this goes back to 2002 uh details are kind of hazy on it because i got my source from a youtuber and some online sources that uh kind of you know mix and match so i'm gonna give you my version of it if okay. you guys feel so inclined go ahead and go check it out giant of kandahar you will get a lot of it and a lot of <laughs> um theories so like i said this okay yeah off... so i'm gonna i'm gonna ask a question at the end about yeah. it so so this starts off in 2002 when it is said that a group of soldiers went on patrol on a remote region of Kandahar in the south of Afghanistan and they just disappeared. 
Shit. So they never checked back on the calls, nothing like that. So eventually they failed to maintain radio contact. And that, of course, made the government kind of iffy. So they sent out a special forces unit to go look for these guys and pretty much figure out what had happened. They sent these guys up in the high mountains and essentially they started patrolling and everything's on foot. And of course, they had to take off after they uh, were on vehicles. But like I said, it's the mountain, so you, know, you can't really go up there with any kind of you know, wheel-based yeah, yeah. vehicle. So they're doing their patrols, going up there. Um, they're not really in high alert because they're kind of close to some points where they have backup. Right. And um, they're heading up there. And as they're going into the, the, the mountain area, after a few hours of kind of just following the route that was given to the missing unit, as they're walking through, they start discovering articles of clothing, uh, broken equipment, all that they know is U.S. grade. Mm -hmm. So that kind of puts them on edge. They're like, oh, man, like, fuck, something happened. They're not yeah, sure if it was yeah. a firefight. They can't really tell. But they're noticing that there's a bunch of cave openings. So that kind of leaves them unsettled. Okay. They're always watching their six. They're kind of, you know, they, they're, I can't stress this, they're armed to the T. Yeah, well, a special for yes. forces unit, yeah. And uh, they keep going on. They're finding patches. They're finding uh, officers' uniforms and, and radio equipment, actual weapons. And, and kinda, all in, like, distressed. Yeah, like, it's, it's pieces. It's never, like, one whole thing. So yeah, they're not, yeah. like, oh, okay, they can't really, like, something happened they, they, yeah. to that effect. Well, enough to, to warrant, like, okay... There, there was a fight, but we can't tell what Enough kind of to fight. put them in tactical response uh, yeah, positions. Yeah. Like okay. They're like okay. fully like, okay, something's going to pop off. So, as they're going, and they meet a certain point of the caves, one of the soldiers actually sees a little movement in one of the, the holes in the, the, the little mountain. And he kind of signals him. He's like, I saw something. So everybody kind of forms a tactical point there. Mm -hmm. And they're on edge because they're expecting a full-fledged firefight to kind of like just pop out. They're out in the open. They don't have any like cover, cover or anything. Or anything. Yeah. They're in the middle of nowhere. So everybody's cocked and loaded and ready to just go full-fledged out on this. And they're waiting. They're waiting. No movement. So, of course, they send in one of the points to kind of like go in there a little bit further to kind of see if there was actually movement in there so this guy inching his way to the entrance gets on his light everybody's got their uh their red dots on they're they're checking yeah and he's inching in there slowly and again this is to their account a giant fucking spear comes out of the cave and just literally goes through this man's torso like it impales him yes Damn. And everybody freezes. Because it's just... This spear is huge. Yeah, yeah. Did they describe, like, if it was, like, one that looks, like, handmade? Yeah, or something? it was very oh, okay. handmade. So, this elite tactical team is literally thrown for a frenzy as this giant described 13-foot-tall flaming red hair with six fingers in each hand and two sets of teeth comes out. Oh shit. In full fledged anger and starts trying to pumble everything that it sees. Yeah. And they're unloading everything that they can. It's not bringing them down. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think they maintain about two or three casualties as they're engaged in this full fledged firefight. Um, and he's, he's described as. Like I said, 13 feet, smelling like dead bodies, with six <laughs> fingers on each hand, fiery red hair, and just unruly uh, moccasins, uh, everything you can think of that kind of resembles kind of like a biblical sense of a creature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and these, fire, these guys are just unloading everything that they can't uh they do i believe it says about 30 seconds of continuous fire on 
<laughs> which is 30 seconds to <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. you would think when you shoot somebody if you have 30 seconds to unload a whole special units worth of like uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh shit and, and m4 I'm, carbines yeah and, and i think that's what like a 5.5 five, uh oh my god i can't believe I well they're, they're anti uh material rifles uh semi-automatic so they're 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 gonna tear yeah. stuff apart finally after maintaining all the casualties that they got the guy goes down and fuck. these these soldiers are just looking around like what the fuck is this thing uh they radio it in uh nobody literally believes what the fuck they're talking about yeah uh eventually someone patches through and they said just hold your position we're sending a pickup team <laughs> but they didn't realize that the pickup team was not for them the pickup team was for this thing that they were describing <laughs> so it is said that it took two helicopters to actually hoist with the, the like the gurneys that they use to yeah. transport like humvees and stuff like that so yeah one helicopter can carry one of these things this thing was so heavy that it took two of them <laughs> how does that work what like do you mean? can helicopters get that close to each other well, well I, mean, I mean if, if they think have about it harness. so it's one two and then it was kind of like that yeah oh, okay sorry and then um, it's it's yeah. not a life creature now i guess for safe so it's like basically just yeah okay sorry my brain <laughs> oh, was <Max>. not <laughs> it's like malfunction yeah so uh <laughs> they transport yeah and as fast as it happened that's as fast as that ends for these uh these soldiers so they pretty much the way it's said is that like whenever you encounter a firefighter you're put into a situation you have to write up your own personal report and every soldier goes and puts down pretty much what happened yeah so everybody went they, they put fucking 15 13 foot giant comes out spears yeah. my buddy you know, hits a couple of the other ones we're unloading firefight finally we take him down they come they retrieve it we're back at base and that's everybody's pretty much consensus yeah of it. yeah generalized yeah. yeah and their superior said no this this isn't it <laughs> and they go what do you mean they're like no we can't take this report yeah well what do you want us to put just put you encountered a enemy and you guys was more in a firefight and you guys lost people yeah and that's uh -huh. pretty much what they had to to write down like you know this uh giant man i think he, they said he had also like a purple hueish type of skin oh. um yeah so so what i'm automatically thinking is the nephilim yeah the nephilim exactly that's and that's why i started off with biblical uh creature cryptid i guess would you would add um well so so and that and that but that's where it kind of it kind of diverges from the traditional uh description at least from my understanding because the nephilim was described as blonde haired blue eyed you know giant pale-skinned you know creatures so but red hair so were there different races of well, nephilim you got to think about it like let's just play with this so okay sure you might start off with that but what about interbreeding like or oh or yeah secession you know they, they have to you know reproduce yeah so yeah, essentially yeah. certain genes keep you know, coming back, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. a new bloodline got thrown into. Maybe they're reproducing with, you know, humans, Iraqi women that are there. Yeah, yeah. that uh, a lot of people have stated have gone missing in the cave systems that they just don't know. Even before the Iraq War, it was a very sacred kind of not to be treaded on area. Right, right. So, who's to say? You know, over time, you know, something <laughs> like that was. Mixed in. I think I think Sal still retains his giant attitude yeah. in a tiny body. Oh, tell me about it. Let's not let's not get started with that. That boy is uh, all Godzilla. He is the Gojira. He's a he's a kaiju. He's a kaiju. That story kind of reminds me of um, the beginning of that movie. Uh, I've heard excuse me. That one. Sorry. Um, as above, so below, you know how oh, in, yeah. when she's like in the 
I want to say like a cave system and uh-huh. like she's uh, stealing, I think like a book or something. I can't even remember, but I just know that they, they had to sneak her into that cave system before they blew it up. So that's yeah, what I was thinking. And, and like I said, so if you go online, you will see a lot of, uh, so 2016, I believe was a time when one of the actual people from the unit went, went live with it. They actually were right, like, right. this is what happened. This is it. I want to know. Like he blew the whistle. Yeah, on he's it. like, I want to know more about this. Does anybody, you know, know? Can we get some yeah. sleuths in on it? That's you know? what I was thinking too. Like, if there's so many of these guys, how can it be such a? a that's a thirteen foot secret, you know? <laughs> so, are you kidding me? Like, I think the idea of Area Fifty One and the goings on inside of it is is like a. I feel like that's a decoy. Oh well, yeah, but but after I'm, but, time, I'm sure it became a decoy, but like. Yeah, and that's a good statement right there. But still, I mean, like, even if it is a decoy, it's the... Well, okay, so let me take that back. Even if it wasn't a decoy, and now that it is, we still don't know what goes on inside of there. True. So, I mean, a 13, 15-foot creature, I think, is is pocket change for anybody, any, any of the blacklisters out there, you know. That yeah, and like, so... I guess where it goes to me as in like the paranormal is the recent discoveries were like as homo sapiens in growing in growing into what we are now we assume that the neanderthals and the what the fuck are they called uh homo erectus no the uh, decriums or Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. There, there were the know. other species there because there were three species that were. It was Homo erectus, Neanderthal, and then a third one that were biting for the evolutionary timeline. Yeah, and, and because Homo erectus was so advanced, you know, and so brain power it was always thought that Neanderthal and this other race were like fucking stupid as fuck. Like they couldn't right, figure. Right. Out. But we started to discover that they had jewelry, they had artisans, they mm-hmm. had uh ways of stitching stuff together and these things were like huge yeah and uh they've actually taken dna stuff where like you can actually figure out that there is a like 25 percent of that dna in us oh yeah and i don't remember any of this from school uh, well it's not in school (laughs) it it isn't this is this isn't something taught in the curriculum this is something that you have to kind of like oh okay search out on your own because well i mean there's that other thing too and and, and this is oh god yeah he's a fucking neanderthal for sure (laughs) sorry out of pocket (laughs) and and this is i mean this isn't something that isn't unheard of because i mean like the the i get would it be correct to say the asian populace what I mean, just to refer to it like that, right? Oh, is that, is that the correct way to refer to it? Oh, well, know. anyways, right? So the Asian populace, it's estimated that like 75% of them have uh, Genghis Khan's DNA yeah, of course. Yeah, of yeah, them. yeah. I mean, anybody in that in that whole region yeah. is a descendant of yeah. Genghis Khan. <laughs> so, so to say that like uh, the DNA of you know an uh, an ancient ancestor is not out there is, is isn't something that isn't unheard of I mean, you know what i mean like it, it I, could it is still possible yeah I, I would go as far as to like say that like what it would be i want to say about like 50 percent of the hispanic population might be a descendant of uh, uh some kind of tejano singer that just <laughs> uh laid you know, Emilio Lavaira is, don't, you know. Don't bring Emilio Lavaira into you know. this. Oh, my God. You know. man. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's just like, you know, it's the DNA. You're looking, hey, you look familiar. You look familiar, too. You know what's funny, though, is uh, the Genghis Khan uh, thing. There is a joke in what's what we do in the shadows, the show. Okay. Um, where, oh, God, what is his name? Oh, um, uh I don't, I don't, one of the main vampires and they're like on ancestry or something and they're all like, oh, we have like a, a somebody like that has our matching DNA still alive and like they go look and it's an old lady. But then I think they're all like, oh, Genghis Khan still has like more uh, than you. Yeah. yeah. He's all like, because <laughs> okay. they're yeah. talking about sperm and he's all like, yeah, that, uh, that was the whole episode. The whole witch is still your sperm uh, thing. <laughs> and he's like, not like Genghis Khan though. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry. 
And it, it, I, what would be even more embarrassing if if I'm confusing the show with something else? No, no, it was a, it was it was that one. Oh, that was okay, the show. okay. Yeah, because Naja's the one that tells him not like Angus Hong, though. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, Jesse's got a stupid crush on Naja, but I so sure do, do I. So whatever. <laughs> but not like me though. Three hours later. All right, so we're back. Uh, just so y'all know. Patreon, if you guys want to know, uh, we did go on a big old ramble between a <laughs> giant of Kandahar toe and Selma Hayek. Our spectrum ranges to Latino studies, Russian Rasputin penis. So um, we covered it all. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is a pretty big ramble. Um, if y'all just want nonsense, it'll be up yeah. eventually. Oh, yeah, and. Oh, yeah. Uh, no we just we just brought big beautiful toe into this world. And you God. could you could listen to Ooh. Eric lose his mind again. Yeah, he, he loses his shit for a little bit. That's my my fault. I have a way with words, but okay. So yeah, all right. So let's wrap this up, guys. All right. Unlike all right. Rasputin, go oh, ahead. Oh my God. All right. Anyway, or I would do with uh, Salma Hayek. Goodbye. 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 Mm. All right, guys. Um. All right. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure that you send in your stories to let's chat paranormal gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Both of those are let's chat paranormal. Or if you want to uh, tell us a story in person, we have a shop at the Highway 90 flea market in San Antonio. It's under Jenny's Art and Oddities. Um, Where are you going to be this weekend? Uh, it's well, this is going to be airing after. So, oh, well, well, it was going to, well, I, I'm going to be at the magic market on this weekend, but this is going to be airing after that. But anyways, um, yeah, thank you for tuning in. I hope you have a good week ahead of you. Just, you know, drink all of your water. Think positive thoughts. Salma Hayek Follow Salma Hayek on Instagram. You yeah. won't regret it. Yeah, really. Like, she's just so beautiful. What the fuck? How is this? <sighs> all right. Anyways, in I'm sorry. Universe, she's calling me Papi Gordo. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Love you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.